Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not of age and are looking for answers about sex, gender, and relationships, please visit scarletteen.org. The advice given on the show is no replacement for official medical opinions. Like, really, not a replacement. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Girl, He's like, a horsey girl. I know what I said. Uh, shut up. I'm not a horse girl. I'm not a horse girl. As I'm like immediately critiquing, well, they clearly didn't sing to the girl <laughs> no wonder they got flipped. <laughs> That's not just a strong pony. It's a Clydesdale, you uncultured fuck. <laughs> pony strong. And they do more than pull beer engines. <laughs> oh no. I just really like horses. They scare like everyone that I know. I love horses. So well, you, would you ever horseback ride with me? Like that's yeah. where people st- okay. Yeah, no, I would because I've been horseback riding. I grew oh. up. Yeah, no, I I base I spent every weekend in a horse barn actually. Really? How I have I did. never heard this about you? Yeah, uh, my sister wasn't still is an equestrian. I never. She's a nerd. I love. She it. is a nerd. My sister is a horse girl through yeah, and through. Too. She does like competition riding and all this shit like that. Really? Yeah. Does wor- she like won anything? Oh yeah. Just for fun. Oh yeah, like it's her hobby. Like she's not like professional. She's not com- very competitive. She just does it to. Yeah. yeah, and she she'll say she's not competitive, but you open up her closet and she literally has a fucking closet full like of display. trophies and blue ribbons and just like oh these don't mean anything. And it's just like Megan, there's over a hundred ribbons here. That's I guess I am a horse girl. I don't have that many, but I have like three ribbons. So look at you! Look at you! Like you got awards! Look at you! It was like no, but it was like it was like stupid ribbons. It wasn't for anything like you know serious. It was like cute stuff like. We whoever groomed their horses the best. Whoever does the best, the ponytail. Whoever does the best braid in the horse tail. Welcome to the Dear Jazzy Podcast, episode three. My <laughs> name's Jasmine Starshine. I am your host. And I'm your co-host, Lars or Z. Xenophrenic or discrat or Lars. Or, or whatever. I feel like eventually I'll get I'll get into how I intro myself properly. You know, like we'll be like and here's where you can find us. But right now, we're just kind of stumbling into it in the middle of conversations. So Eventually, we're going to get to the point where it's just like, and I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. It's just going to get, like, real down. I hope not, because then... Um, I'm your middle brother, Travis McElroy. Because then the next Fallout game will be made in Ohio, because they... <laughs> we make fun of him too much. I don't want to get that popular, definitely. You know, we do border West Virginia, and they do come to Ohio all the time. How do I always forget that? Like, Virginia... Not Virginia. Oh my god. Uh That's United because... States is what I meant to say. Well, United States is so fucking big. You go six hours yeah. and you're still in the same state. So I always god assume, damn. I always assume we're way farther away. People you know? also underestimate just how big and desolate Ohio is. Mm-hmm. Like if you're anywhere that isn't Cleveland, Cincinnati, Dayton, or Columbus. Even Dayton you're... is a little bit sketchy. <clears throat> like <laughs> I would know. I went to I went to university there. <laughs> so it's like or um Wait, no, Toledo. What's the one that has the uh, the big fair? Uh, the big like Renaissance fair no, or no, no, the no, no, no. state fair? The, the, not the state fair. The um the one that they made fun of in Metalocalypse. So. <laughs> Sandusky. You know, Sandusky. Yeah, that's what it is. He's like, where are you boys from? Sandusky. Ohio. Sandusky, Ohio. Oh, I hear the there, only, he's the, like, I hear there's an amusement park there. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. That's why the only thing I remember. Which is funny because they're referring <laughs> to Cedar Point. Cedar Point. That's yes, what it was. Cedar I've never Point. been. Never the been. roller coaster capital of America. And I've never Fun been. Fact. Well, well, you live in Ohio now. Welcome to Ohio. You're not leaving anytime I soon. I know. I was like, I've now been, that you're here, we'll take you there. A couple years and still haven't been to many iconic places such as um, you, Skyline Drive or not Drive. Sorry. Skyline Chili. Fucking thought Skyline Drive because the, I'm from Virginia and yeah. there's a Skyline Drive. Nova. There. No, you've heard of Skyline Drive in Virginia, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's gorgeous, but it's literally like you know, get on. You have to drive the whole way. It's a whole two-hour drive. A beautiful Valley View, but also like you're welcome to there. the hotel Skyline Drive. You can check in but you can never leave like <laughs> that's kind of the same story with skyline chili in order to you get the full experience comatose. yeah no in order to get the full experience you have to go and blazed out of your mind yeah. every time we've thought about going to skyline chili it's been we've been really really drunk after a concert oh yeah and then just never gone because like i think a couple times it was just like totally like acts of god that happened that prevented us from going but like <laughs> see i don't i don't i don't smonk the wonk as it were, I I enjoy a good hard root beer, like basically baby alcohol. God, you I enjoy it... wine. I enjoy alcohol root beer, and that's as far as my vices go. And I fucking to... roasted you because you were like, I gotta get my beer. I was like, Oh, what brand do you drink? You're like, Not your father's root beer. I'm like, That's not beer. What? Fuck you. It's. <laughs> It's fucking sugary, alcoholic It's drink. really sugary. It's perfect for a baby like me. And beer doesn't even have sugar. Or, I mean, no, it does. That's a lie. But beer doesn't have that much sugar in it. Like I, I know. That's why I don't like point. it. Exactly. But you can't call it beer, you it's, fucking pussy. It's my like... fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, my God. But, yeah, no. I really want to I'm see. I'm the only one who smokes a lot of weed here. But I definitely feel like Skyline well, Chili's. Also, our friend that we talked about in episode one where you spanked his taint. <laughs> Who's going to be joining us on the show very soon, by the hopefully, way. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. I mean, who knows? But yeah, he'll be coming soon. up from the south of Ohio to the north of Ohio. From the hell of Ohio to the... Actually, no. Still hell of Ohio. All of Ohio is the hell of Ohio. <laughs> Just hell's real and Grandpa's Cheese Bar. Hell's real, Grandpa's Cheese Bar. Next exit, Ashtabula. And you... Wait, you've never been to Grandpa's Cheese Bar before that one time, you, had you? Oh, yeah. No, you took me there after we were, no, after we were camping. Because I had never gone either. That was my first time here. But you, like, grew up in Ohio and had never... I did, And yeah. had never been to Grandpa's Cheese Bar. It's because so... <laughs> a lot of people... A lot of kids in Ohio are like, oh, Grandpa's Cheese Bar. Because usually it's I mean, the, it is pretty fucking stupid. It's the but... out of state that usually know what it is because yeah. everyone here in the state we're like oh yeah that's the thing it's like people from georgia who are fucking tired of peaches and people from florida who are like shut up about oranges yes <laughs> <laughs> i only get that joke because i have a friend from georgia and they're like fuck i'm so sick of oranges i'm just like give me the paul my my ex is from georgia and they're just like if i hear one more fucking peach something or other i'm gonna stick it up your ass like, <laughs> I hate peaches. And I, I love peaches. Like, so they just, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> So this is a Dear Jazzy podcast where we take your questions, we answer them very sarcastically, but still do our best to give real advice. Um, real advice from real assholes. Real advice from real assholes. Dear Jazzy podcast. Dear Jazzy podcast. And at oddswithgod.com production. Uh, My echo. Echo. You're my echo. What? Because <laughs> you're repeating everything that I said. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just picking on you. It's okay. <laughs> but the reason why we're talking about my very childish taste in alcohol is because today we're finally talking about ABDL, 
which is probably where most of our listener initial listener base is going to come from. Oh, I was going to say either come from or we're going to lose them entirely. Oh. <laughs> the ones that we have. I hope not. That's like my entire like portfolio of clout is ABDL. I know. I'm like, if people haven't figured it out at this point, they're the ones who are just like thick skulls. So. <laughs> <laughs> Although there may be people who are coming in on iTunes and Spotify who oh, are I just learning about me. I hope so. I Fuck you. I thought you, you. Had to pay to get on Spotify. Guess what I'm doing? Oh my god, why? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm an audio professional. I You're an already file. I'm an audiophile and I already have shit on Spotify. That's as it true. Is. I so I already about have that. that connection. Yeah, like I still can't believe I'd heard your um band before I even met you. It just came on my spotify like oh shit that's right i told you about yeah. it yeah it came on my spotify like i think years ago before i even moved here and i was like you know that does sound familiar that sounds really cool yeah. and then and then it, it shuffled onto my car and started singing along and you're like oh my god it was really you're weird. this band i was like uh-huh uh-huh because uh-huh. yeah. like i never who reads spotify about me i didn't know you oh my god you read or about me i don't even think i have actually but no what i meant is that like i didn't even know where the band was from so that was just, yeah. i was like holy fuck small world no one will ever find out what band i was in but that is a thing that 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 is my past and that's also we'll get into a little bit into more of that later because when we talk about what abdl is and everything but we'll get into that in a bit but lars i've Jazzy. got i've got an article for you oh this is coming from uh dot com. Uh one more suspect behind ABDL hacking nabbed. What? Police arrested a man in connection with the backing of the Agricultural Development <laughs> Bank Limited, also known as ABDL. You piece of shit. <laughs> so now you know what it stands for. Police I was like for a second. For a second there. You really Psych. had me. You really I seriously thought it was going to be an article about like some fucking, you know, chud being like, here's a great way to get into BDSM the cheap way. That's what I thought it was going to be about, like hacking ABDL. I was like, oh, no. ABDL life hacks. Oh, so, no. Psych, there's your fake out for this episode. I was going to say, that sounds like it's from a foreign website. Like, it is. What? <laughs> it, 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 it is. It was. I was so, so scared. So here's the actual, here's the skinny. ABDL is an acronym that stands for Adult Baby Diaper Lover, which is has been a term for almost three decades now. Really? And yeah. Wow. I a lot of people don't like it just because it adult baby diaper lover. It hey, conjures who, images It conjures images of you shitting your pants, let's be frank. Yeah, let's be frank. Like, it conjures images of CSI and my strange addiction and every like everyone thinks true of that life. furry episode of CSI. Every, it's the same thing. <laughs> if you Google search that episode, just a word, that episode in Google. It pulls up fur and loathing on Wikipedia. Really? Yeah, true. That's really horrible. But no, again, it's like if you learn through, through learn for the first time about something through CSI, it's probably not going to be a good experience for you. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of people's first exposure to ABDL is through CSI and TLC. Yeah, because they like to make fun of that taboo stuff. And or, Oh, yeah. Or even if not blatantly making fun of, not necessarily portray it in a good light. Oh, no. no not at all. Sensationalized as hell. And the thing is, it's just like in being a community is a lot of people. There's a lot of misinformation about it because it is a very like taboo thing. Right. But 
let's actually talk about what it actually is before we get into this week's we have two really really good questions one of them is really fucking hilarious and one of them is actually really good all right all right so, all right let's go abdl let's go uh, let's I, go let's go <laughs> let's go let's go i'm, I'm <laughs> god damn it so abdl otherwise known as cgl which stands for caregiver little um as we said is a um is a lifestyle is it's very much like a spectrum where you have a b on one side dl on the other where you have some people who are in it specifically for the diaper fetish that is their expression and then you have people who like me are all the way on the a b side and are in it for the regression for the headspace you okay there i burped and i didn't want to burp in the microphone yeah i was going to say it looks like you're about to throw up for oh. a second it's just like I'm, i know i'm gross but I jesus throw up directly into the microphone it's had worse but Ew, wait really that's the mic that we brought on tour oh my god i have vomit microphone in my face no you don't have a vomit mic you do have a belch mic though i've like pretend licked this mic so many times i TBH, hate you there's a reason why my name is on the mic because that's the mic i would scream in Oh, your name is on it. Yeah, my name is on there. No, that I'm was sorry. that was the designated like scream mic. I'm trying to like burp less into the microphone. You know, trying to make less bodily function noises into the microphone. It comes me. up a lot less than you would expect in editing. I know, but it still makes me like feel bad because it's like when they are in, it's pretty gross. Like <laughs> when they're when they're just like, no, oh, fuck it, I'll leave it in. Speaking of, I mean, I guess we could segue into speaking of gross. You know, like the whole diaper lover thing, though. Like there are some people who are into it for the lifestyle some people just really like shit in their pants like... some people really like shit in their pants some people <laughs> do not like shit in their pants and i feel like that's an important distinction to make right off the bat because when a lot of people hear the word diaper for the first time they immediately think of shit and it's just like i mean rightfully so rightfully so <laughs> however honestly a majority of the people who are who wear do not shit themselves it's kind of like the statistic where it's just like 10% of the furry fan. Whoa. I hope that the my neighbor's home. Hope the microphone caught that. I really hope. I felt mic- that in my butt cheeks. Oh, yeah. I live <laughs> with that downstairs. But <laughs> it's like the old statistic of like 10% of the furry fandom has a suit and then 1% of the people who have suits fucking them. It's kind of like, it's not the same statistic, but it's a similar type thing. It's a thing. similar type thing where it's like, again, that's why I bring up like anyone who's heard about things first time hearing about things is from csi it's gonna be a bad time because everyone thinks that furries fuck dogs everyone thinks that furries fuck in suits everyone, everyone thinks, thinks abdl's that, just poop their pants right and, and i'm one of i was one of those people because like when you told me that like okay so specifically in the abdl fandom pooping or shitting is referred to as messing yes lol lol uh, the fucking me hearing about how like apparently not all diaper lovers from you don't you know don't shit themselves was like not only relieving i guess in yeah. a certain way but also like was interesting because it does kind of go to show that like everybody has a bit of bias towards everything yeah so. <laughs> i think the most relief he felt was when i told you that i don't mess <laughs> I, I could see the weight lift off your shoulders like oh god yes Just, i because i've lived with people who have young children you know the diaper towers and everything so, we and were I just talking about diaper towers I know, yeah. yeah no it's just like 
it just I can't stand it. Like just thinking about human waste is really it's nasty vile. to me. Yeah, um, I feel sorry for all of these parents. Like I don't know what it is lately, but like there's been fucking uh, this video going around of this kid who like shit painted on his walls while, oh, his, while no. his dad was napping. No, 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 no. I know, and I'm like everyone. Like half the audience thinks it's funny, and the other half is just like gagging because. And I'm on that half because it's just like that's not funny. I cannot imagine how awful it would be to clean that up. What, speaking of cleaning, did you spill something? I spilled my goddamn Sierra Mist. You you spilled your Sierra Mist? This is why I have sippies. Oh, you should have asked for the towel. Paper I only just noticed it. Oh my god, how long has it been down there? Did I you don't just know. do it? Did I you, don't know. You didn't ruin your book, did you? No, I didn't ruin my okay. book. Okay, all right. Had a little accident. Oh no, one of my seven books on communism. <laughs> I wonder what my favorite subject in history to study is. Hmm. Was there, there, there was this fucking vine going around that was like, uh, it was like, you know, communism's a lot like rain. It looks really pretty from the, from the outside, it looks real pretty and everything. It's like, but when you get you into it, out it's into even it? better. Like, <laughs> my view on communism. I just, just go, whoa, I can't do it. My voice is going to crack. It was like the fucking R2-D2 scream. Like, is that a man on a shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> Second episode in a row where he referenced man on a shrimp. I'm just, it's going to be our logo. It's just man on a shrimp. <laughs> man on a little shrimp. It's just like my baby Jasmine character writing a shrimp. God, we still need, yeah, I still need to do like icons and um, like logos and stuff. But now I'm just imagining like a logo of like, it was just like a very gay shrimp. Like, <laughs> why I don't elaborate because because this is a really gay show this is a very gay it's show really, and, and but so i'm just like queer shrimp <laughs> i just want to say like are we talking specifically gay shrimp or just like a queer identifying shrimp or right, no you know what the okay the queerest shrimp ever is the mantis shrimp Yes. Because, like, that was, like, Tumblr shit for, like, a couple years, remember? These are true facts on the mantis shrimp. No, I'm talking about that infographic that went around, the one that was, um, like, a comic that somebody made. You, you remember that? They drew yeah. all the little cute, yeah, the little yeah. cute mantis shrimp. Yeah, it was on Tumblr in 2014. You were... <laughs> <laughs> of course I know about that. Look, I know, but you were probably on a completely different part of the Tumblr. Yeah, actually, I was on... I was actually on... On the Tumblr. I was on the MCR fandom side oh. of Tumblr at that time, so don't oh. at me. I know you're about it's to okay. be like, you were on the AVDL side. I mean, False. yeah. False. Yes, I was, False. but I was primarily, I was actually an MCR fan blog. Okay, I'm sorry. First and foremost, I reblogged so many MCR gifts. Oh, mm. Oh, so you probably followed, oh no, I don't know if I should get into fandom drama on this No. <laughs> uh, you uh-uh. Followed, you followed Barley Tea at all or no? I have no idea who okay, the fuck that is. Yeah, we can just ignore that. Anyone who knows who Barley Tea is already knows, you know, so moving okay. on. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Uh, but ABDL, as as we're saying, um, a lot of people's first impression, they hear the word diaper and they get squicked. But here's the thing. A lot of people who are into... And this is usually the first thing I talk about is because usually people's first hang up is like, oh, diaper. And yeah. as, soon as, as soon as they get over that hurdle, you can have a conversation about the rest of it. So let's talk about that first. It's like I will be a devil's advocate and just say, like, it's fine to be grossed out by that. Like, no yeah. one ever has to be forced to be around anyone, like, doing their stuff with yeah, a diaper. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, It's just uh... like that is, like, a really big pet peeve I have. It's just like – 
especially at cons, like please be sanitary with your diapers. Oh my at a god! Convention. That one that one time that we went into the Tyka Bulls booth and someone had like clearly just pooped. Someone their pants. had just straight up just dropped sharded. some bombs. And it was and we like walked in and then just turned right back around. Like I was like, nope, I'm yeah. not looking at these deals today. No, oh, because nasty. here's what annoyed me about that is that Capcom, which is a which a which the excuse me which is a convention i attend every year in the chicagoland area it is an abdl con. it is specifically an abdl age play littles caregiver littles uh convention in the chicagoland area stands for chicago age players convention oh, okay. they specifically have a rule like do not crap your diaper <laughs> in the hotel like at Goddamn. all in public like seriously if you they say if you want to do that do it in your hotel room and keep it there which is good there you go and it's like, just like you think it'd be common sense but here's the thing that's a rule at an abdl specific convention but since a furry convention doesn't have like specific rules governing that it's basically the Wild West. You're like, I'm going to shit in the dealer's room. It's just like, yep. don't it's like, do you think, that. You think people can't smell that? Oh, we oh, can. Mm, 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 don't. Oh, man. Oh, I'm just like gagging just thinking about it. It was so nasty. Like, it was really bad. It was really bad. But like we were saying, that is a very, that is a fraction of the community yeah. that does that. And, and I'm not another... about to say like, oh, that's like, that's the part of the community we don't talk about because it's just like, yes, that is the thing. You're that allowed to shit do. your pants in private. But... You're allowed to <laughs> shit your pants. This is, this is a kink affirming show. We're not kink shaming. If that's your thing. Oh my God. Hell, have fun with it. Go for it. It's just like, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. And it's like it, to put it on other terms that, some other BDSM people may relate to is the please don't you know bring your boyfriend out on a leash in the mall. Please you know? don't. It's the same type of thing. Because that's like, involving. If other someone people. can smell your diaper, if someone can see your boyfriend on the leash, you're involving people who are not consenting and who you have not spoken to and who you do not fucking know. You're involving these anonymous people in your play, and it's not fair to them. Yeah, like, it's like you've seen you've seen my day collar, like you've seen my permanent collar. You can't tell it's a collar. You can't tell it's a collar because no. it looks like a standard piece of necklace. jewelry. It's, it's a necklace. It's a necklace. Like you can call it a collar, but it is essentially a necklace. Yes. It is literally a collar. You can use it for play. It is permanent. Right. It is also a piece of jewelry that you wear on your body. It's like there's a difference and it's between discretion. A, right. I'm like it's just. Use your own discretion, and sometimes that can be differing severely between many different people. You know yeah. what their discretion level is. That's just yeah. kind of like, Ooh. Just use discretion. <laughs> but, yeah, getting over the diaper hurdle, because a lot of people think of poop. <laughs> and that is fair, because there are people that do that. I'm not about to say that there isn't. But the majority of ABDLs out there and littles out there mainly use it for number one. And that can be for a number of reasons. Like me as as you know from rooming with me at conventions would, i'm a bedwetter as yeah, you know i was just about to say some people use it for medical reasons that's me right it's just like and there's a metric shit ton of trans people in the abdl community as you've noticed yeah and one of the big draws to it is you know when you're padded up as we like to say are you padded are you padded or as as, as you like to say are you diped up y'all diped up y'all diped <laughs> and and when you're when you know when you're all padded up and everything 
everything down there is completely neutral. You can't feel your bits down oh, there. That's true. And all very, of a sudden, it's a very null space. Yeah. It's a very null space. And all of a sudden, your bottom dysphoria is magically gone. Yeah. And plus, like, I know a lot of trans people who do ABDL because it's a way to, like, actually have a childhood. As yes. fucked up as that sounds. And know? I'm really happy you mentioned that. It's like, we should mention this as well if we're talking about it because, like, yeah. Like. <laughs> because one thing I've noticed in ABDL and all the littles I've spoken to over my extremely long time being in the ABDL yes. community, very long time. I should is, mention is just because I don't, I only know this much through Jasmine. Like I don't, I've never yeah. been in the ABDL community at all up until like this year is the only time I've ever been involved with it. And by involved, mm -hmm. I mean, I attend your play spaces with you and I watch yeah. you and I sometimes laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh at me, but other times you tuck me in and then you bundle me up and then you're like, Oh, stupid baby. You're so fucking cute. I know. Like, I'll but just... deep inside you're like, Holy shit, this is really cute. I, it's like it's like not even that it's more just like my friend is having a good time my friend is able to like get through what they need to get through using these tools that they found yeah. you know so that's why it's like like sometimes like i am super weird with like touching and stuff that's why i'm not a big cuddler and i feel bad because you're like you get into a little space and you're like i want to be cuddled and i'm like don't <laughs> touch me i get into a little space and i'm very like touchy feely tactile i know and like i'm just like ha like, you're just like okay and you're going to taint slap friend i, I know you're no, i was like can it's we more like them? i pass you off onto our friend our mutual friend yeah i'm just like you you swaddle her like it's just like you you pass me off to your roommate our friend my daddy or someone else it's like you get me tiny and then you pass me off I it's know. really funny i do it on accident too just because like i fuck <laughs> my automatic reaction to picking on people is just you do it yet, you know like, and see yeah you love that shit and i'm I like i love that shit I, it's like the definition of kink shaming is my kink just <gasps> oh! <laughs> <laughs> but i want to get back to the idea of oh i remember what we were talking i'm about. sorry i no. totally interrupted to just be like i'm actually not a part of this shit i just know a lot about it so <laughs> <laughs> but um all the littles i've talked to have had a pretty fucked up past mm -hmm. and that's not a prerequisite. it's it's the same logic as you do not need dysphoria to be trans you do right. not need trauma to be an abdl it just but happens to be a good coping mechanism there's a very high correlation yes it, it goes me, a me. lot of kinks, though, I've noticed that. And, and again, it's like the BDSM whole thing. in general, a lot of the people in our scene and a lot of people in the community as a whole have really unfortunate pasts. And mm -hmm. this is a coping mechanism. Yep. And ABDL is, I would argue, one of the most like wholesome, constructive Helpful, parts. yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not about to say, here's the thing. A lot of people argue ABDL is inherently BDSM. ABDL is not inherently BDSM. Here's Correct. the thing. Age regression and the actual act of getting small and actually like... Getting in the headspace? Yes, I thank you. Is the right my, my brain yeah. completely farted out. I know. I was like, I was thinking too. I was like, no, getting it in, the process of getting in the headspace. Getting into little space and just like getting bundled up watching a tv show in a completely innocent non-king context that is not inherently bdsm the power exchange however in a cgl caregiver little relationship is inherently bdsm and i think also and i love to keep bringing up tumblr but it's a good it, do it. it but it just it really is a good example of, it is of, like misunderstandings happening on a massive scale you know mm -hmm. um 
the the fact that I think that these acronyms get thrown around a little bit inaccurately. They do. Like yeah, like the caregiver little thing is uh, used a lot in uh teenage circles yes teenage circles and age regressive type things yeah where it's like those not are those are not necessarily the same thing at all like that is correct and so then i think that's where a lot of the fighting comes from where people are like well i just want to be you know age regressive but then all you people are sexualizing it it's like yeah i get where you're coming from but it's like it's actually not the same thing i think everyone's getting a little bit confused here and then Mm -hmm. these like specifications were made for a purpose and i think we kind of need to keep them in those circles just to like make everyone happy which is never going to happen. Let's mm-hmm. face it. But like, and this is something I feel very passionately about. Right. I'm really happy that this is kind of drifting in that direction. Yeah, I'm it, saying the Venn diagrams can cross in terms of like the, oh, me- they the meanings cross. of these acronyms always cross. So like, there's oh, that, absolutely, the streams are always gonna like cross. They're always crossing. So that's why that's why it's like I say like it's never gonna happen. Not everyone's going to be happy, but I do think we need to recognize that like these acronyms do mean different things. So it's yeah, like, because age regression, which you usually see as A G E R E, yes. In hashtags, or that and what it's it, very... chillery. What was that chillery that came around? It was like child regressive or something like that. C H I L R E. Not familiar with that one. I that was that might have been another Tumblr thing. That I they think started to yeah. get to like part portion off that section away from. Yeah, I know a lot of um, autistic kids, uh, children literally use age regression. Uh, yes. to like cope, I suppose. Yep. Yeah, in the little community, there is. There is also, like like I said, there's a high correlation of trauma. There's also a high correlation of autism spectrum. Like, very high correlation. And it makes yes. our community actually really diverse and really beautiful and really cool as a result. I love it. And your, the computer screen keeps dying. The computer <laughs> screen. Not my show notes. <laughs> but um, like we're saying, age regression, which is acronymed out as A-G-E-R-E, Mm-hmm. In its very pure, innocent sense, is the is the participant getting into little space, enjoying their little items, feeling comfortable, just feeling safe and secure in their space, and just having fun. That could be like coloring, just being or playing able with to Play-Doh, like, just feeling small. Being able to and exist safe. for a second without any worries is like very, very helpful to a lot of people as well. Yeah. Letting go is the common factor mm-hmm. and, in all of this. And again, I feel like this is going to be my job on the show is just play devil's advocate constantly. Yeah. But no, I'm going to bring up the fact that a lot of people try to argue and say like, well, that's just mislabeling a normal like uh what would it be uh meditation type technique you know you're just rewording it and using it for your sick fetishes you know because you want to fetishize children so that's why you want to be a child while you're relaxing and it's just God like damn it so exactly and like little space is very meditative and it it's is. very nurturing and it's nice i don't i don't know meditation if you want to call it that i'm sure that there's not there, that's the wrong word but like just being able to let go being able to relax it is in it at its core just being able to relax in your it's own a meditative experience right and that's why so i'm like i'm like trying to figure out a way to say this without using the word meditation because it's like meditation has always been like a very not hippie because that's not where it started and i hate to give hippies that credit but like, <laughs> you know what i mean because hippies have nothing original about them but it's like <laughs> but it just yeah, being able to let go, especially when, like, I've just, I've known so many people just in BDSM in general who, like, have anxiety disorders, who have, um, like, psychosis and different things that don't allow them to relax or don't allow them to, like, be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so, like, by knowing how to, like, 
it's essentially almost like triggering triggering yourself into a certain state you know yeah, that's exactly yeah what it and is. So, but like in a, in a controlled environment and in like a healthy way where you know mm-hmm. that your body is getting like the chemical like reset that it needs yeah so that's what i love about this shit like it's so good like, it's just like because people are like oh age regression is a fetish and it's like i'm sorry um my bits are the last thing I'm thinking about when I'm like underneath five blankets watching Paw Patrol. <laughs> Sorry. Seriously. Sorry. Like, it's just like the only person making age regression sexual is you, Karen. <laughs> but here's the thing. And this is where the kink aspect comes into it. CGL. Mm-hmm. Caregiver Little. That introduces a power dynamic. More specifically, a power exchange dynamic, mm-hmm. which is a very inherent... Uh, and very like core principle to BDSM, and like what we talked about, Dom Sub, in yes, the middle, right in the, in the in first the episode, yeah, and in that middle of the acronym BDSM, Dom Sub, so yeah. that also has everything to do with caregiver little. Exactly, in a power exchange dynamic, one party is exchanging autonomy to the other in exchange for attention. It's that give take we're talking about in episode one. The little gives autonomy. And satisfaction. And satisfaction to their big. And their big gives them care and attention and all that good shit that us littles just love. Eat it up. (laughs) We just eat it up. Eat it up with your little fucking Paw Patrol spoon. With our little Paw Patrol plastic spoons and our sectional plates. Love it. How dare you buy children's stuff? That's disgusting. (laughs) How dare I have more sippy cups and plastic cups Ah. in this house and actual glasses. Honestly, okay, and I want to just say, as having lived with somebody who had children, like, I think that littles take care of their sippy, more care of of their sippy cups than like adults with children do. It's true. I have seen so much mold in those little straws. Like oh, those, yeah. The sippy parts. Like you're supposed to take them apart and boil put them, them in the, or put them like in bits, put them in the dishwasher. Don't just fucking open the cap and throw it in there, asshole. No, you have to disinfect. Disgusting. Just, ah. Uh. Oh my God. Every. Oh. Hold on a second. Can we pause? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're back. My neighbors are crackheads. <laughs> say cut that out that's just rude because the actual people living with crack addictions are not to make fun of but not to be made fun of but my neighbors are fucking dickweeds they are dillweeds no i just i was like reminded of that time that i had to actually like there was a guy who was like harassing a drunk woman and like trying to get her in her car one time Ew. yeah i had to like lean out my window in the dead of winter and like screech at him to like leave her alone i was like i'm gonna call the cops i didn't because the cops would not have done anything but, yeah like, but because fuck cops but it's just like all cops are bastards even chase from paw patrol <laughs> no chase from paw in- patrol including chase from paw patrol chase from paw patrol is not included in a cab including chase from paw patrol I'm gonna I'm gonna call my daddy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him that you're being naughty. I'm gonna tell on you. I'm gonna tell so him you're supporting capitalism. <gasps> you take that back. <laughs> you're my, grounded forever. My daddy knows I never support capitalism. <laughs> Who are you people? <laughs> no, oh god. But we're talking about power exchange dynamics, in which the little gives gives autonomy, and then the caregiver or the big, in exchange, gives care and attention and all that good shit that we eat up um that is where the kink aspect comes into it even if a scene or an interaction is entirely innocent that power exchange dynamic is is a product of bdsm culture yes and that that is where 
I have a problem with TBDLs, which stands for Teen Baby Diaper Lover. Oh. Here's the thing. Here's the T. I didn't know there was a separate thing for that. <laughs> Unfortunately. I'm here's sorry. the thing. Well, I've been in the ABDL scene since 2009. That's 11 years mm-hmm. since I was 13. Yeah. Here's the th- here's the T. It is like being little and specifically passies and stuff is how I quit self-harm. And it's how I stay clean from self-harm even at 24 going on 25 here soon. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. How Thank many you. years clean are you? Do you mind me asking? Uh, I'm like two years clean. Shut up. I, <laughs> I was making fun of the noisy man. No, it's okay. I am one and a half years clean. Oh, cool. I think I'm actually about the same boat, too. Yeah, look <laughs> at you. Congratulations. Hey. hey. That and was the worst high five ever. There we go. Every day is a victory. Seriously. But, um, so it is, in my opinion. In your onion. In my, in my onion. I am a complete supporter of no minors in kink. If you are not 18, you should not be following any of my you accounts. You fucking hypocrite. No, I'm getting there. I because know. like like we just laid out, age regression is not inherently kinky mm-hmm. unless you make it, in which case no minors in kink. However, if you're using it as a coping mechanism, it, like me, where I use my passes to stay clean from self-harm, mm-hmm. and it's not a kinky thing, awesome. But as soon as you're involving someone like a mommy figure, a daddy figure, a caregiver figure, and you're starting to trade that autonomy for care, that's starting to evolve kink. Yeah. And that's starting to get into no bueno territory. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where it's like us as adults, like, if you want to do that, then maybe you shouldn't be posting it online. I mean, like, and I hate to say it because it's like, you know, with, with the internet now, there's no guarantee that you're actually talking to somebody your age. Yeah. And it's like, I thankfully had like super paranoid parents who like had so many blockers. I think we talked about this last episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah. All the blockers that I had, it's like probably saved me from a whole lot of just like mental scarring. But I still, still saw a lot of shit. A lot of shit. Because we know the internet is just boundless amounts of crap. I was going but, to say, we, we were teenagers on 4chan once. Yeah, and it's like, you know, no matter how many blockers you have, there's always so many ways. <laughs> so many ways. Either way, it's just like, uh, like kids are going to do weird stuff. It's just that, like, I think it's important as adults to be able to educate younger generations to be like, you need to be aware how dangerous it is and make your own choices from there because us as adults, it's our responsibility to keep kids safe. Yes. Like, it is our responsibility as adults to keep younger generations from safe. making our mistakes. <laughs> and the reason why I feel really passionate about Lee about this and why I'm so anal about no minors and kink is because when I was 13, just starting out in the ABDL community in 2009 is because I was preyed upon oh, I bet. by an adult, yep. by a legitimate pedophile who, mm. uh, who eventually went on to get reported to the police and got banned from the website. And that's all well and good. But that's also why all minors were expunged from that website and given their own specific space and yeah. their accounts were deleted as soon as they turned 18. Yeah. And they got shifted to the adult website because... I still have questions about a website that has, like, underage kink-allowing circles, you know? That seems a little weird. That And that's the thing. Yeah. Because... And that's the thing that they were very anal about. It's just, like, this is a space for age regression, no kink. Oh, okay. they were very adamant. Okay, like 
If you're then again, it's like, who just goes on the internet and lies? Dude, I, like, you could lie easily about your age. Yeah, who goes on the internet and fucking lies? Yeah, that's, that's A lot like, of people. It seems weird to me just because it's like, how can you really tell? Yeah, yeah. but they're like very like adamant. Like, no kink discussion, no power exchange, nothing. You are here to talk about age regression and your tactics to like feel small and feel safe, and that is it. It's almost kind of like group therapy. <laughs> it very much is. Mm -hmm. And it's just like... I'm, I'm friends with like some of the mods and yeah. they're just like, holy shit, we have to do so much moderation work to keep fucking adults off of this goddamn website. Just, it is a lot of work. And I think I, I just community efforts always work better than individual efforts. It just in my experience, which is like, God, I think we brought up Reddit a couple times, but just like, it's a very, Reddit. it's a good example of just like, you know, the sub communities, like the subreddits and stuff in there where it's like, they're all the only good reddits are the ones that have active moderators and a large group of them but mm -hmm. it's like you have to find it, it you know and on a place like reddit it's very hard to find a group of people who actually want to work together yeah and i think yeah and i don't i i really don't want to say it's human nature to want to hate everybody because like that's really annoying and i hate being a pessimistic you know human yeah. but it's like yeah just again group communities always work better group efforts because that's too much to put on one person you know in terms of like therapy even like i'm not saying that like one-on-one -on -one therapy is bad but like group therapy has been insanely helpful for me as well oh yeah and even if you want to count like you know like your like uh age regression type communities is like it is in some way a type of therapy it is like, yeah. yeah like emotional as or whatever someone who's been through a decade of therapy group inpatient outpatient and otherwise i've been through therapy <laughs> since i was in like kindergarten because like i was the well i've been through therapy since i was a fetus suffering olympics <laughs> i was in therapy since i was a zygote fuck you i just i mean that though is in like the sense that it's like you know people can tell that like the whole thing it takes a village to raise a child is like yeah. i think don't usually people say that like sarcastically though they don't ever mean it seriously it's like it's usually said as a well kids are hard kind of thing it's not mm -hmm. meant as to like it's not meant as a way to offer help to like other parents it's like like the nuclear family household has become is like a very recent uh, uncommon or it used to be uncommon it's a very r recent development in terms of society as a whole it's a recent development we've become very individualized and i think it's kind of sad like we all need... at least our western culture has. yeah i was like we all need connections and stuff like that which mm -hmm. is like like the nuclear family is always bothered the hell out of me just because it seems very much like don't you tell me how to raise my child when it's like just because you are the parent doesn't mean that you know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. I, if I was to pop out a kid fucking, like, tomorrow, like... Oh, dude, if I like, popped out a kid out my prostate, <laughs> that would be terrifying. You know, but you know what I mean? It's just, like, you know, I would love it if somebody would help me raise a fucking kid if I really had to. Like, it's just, it's one of those things that just never made sense to me. Like, the whole, like, the fact that... You know, we only have to have the mom and the dad. If the dad's missing, that means everyone's going to be fucked up. <laughs> I think I'm going to cut a lot of that down. Bravo. Dude, no, you're fine. Like Ow. I said, I love editing. But yeah, no, it can be used as a therapy device, as a non-kink therapy device. But as soon as you start involving other people in your specific situation mm -hmm. that's when it becomes kink mm -hmm. and that's when you have to wait until you're 18. It's, it's just like it is perfectly okay to age regress but it's not okay to involve someone else because that's when it starts to get into kink territory and as we keep repeating no minors in kink. And then it's like but then it's also like the same situation it's like what 
what do you do when it's like two 16 year olds who are like doing this thing to each other when it's like again as an adult this feels really weird to talk about but like <laughs> as an adult it feels weird to talk about but this is a discussion that does need to happen and, it, and it's also like we as adults again are it's our responsibility to like have to help kids and it's like i don't mm-hmm. i don't really know how else to do that like except for just, just talking about just it. talking about it just talk, making it normalized yeah in the in the situation where it is two minors involving in kink they still should not be involving themselves in kink and even if it I is agree. two minors because kink is an activity for adults yes and i agree it's definitely <laughs> one of those things where it's kind of like <laughs> like kids are gonna drink alcohol before they are of legal age like i know mm-hmm. i did a couple of times but it doesn't mean that you should Ooh, do bad it bad boy I, well you know it's just kids always do stupid shit kids like, do like stupid we were talking shit. about last episode where it's like kids are going to find porn you know yeah like it may not be it may be an 18 plus thing but like kids are still gonna realize that like oh i can do that there's porn on the internet not even that but just figuring out what porn is or like what that does you know (laughs) i can do what with my what so yeah yeah, i just i just think it's kind of more inappropriate to assume that children have to be pure of in until they reach like age 18 you know i think it's more important to teach it's very naive to think it's dangerously close to teaching abstinence yes but here's the skinny and saying no minors in kink i'm not advocating for a form of abstinence i'm saying like as a minor the the maturity level the development is not there in your prefrontal cortex to comprehend and safely carry out kink and power exchange it's yeah for me i kind of try to see it less as like kids can't handle this and more as kids cannot handle what the adults are going to be trying to do to them yeah because you know that there's always going to be those creepers and it's like there's kids, always pedophiles yeah not even just pedophiles just predators oh in yeah general predators yeah like you know and it's like when you're still developing and it's like you don't really you haven't had experiences you haven't realized that like you know how to recognize these bad situations and on the unfortunate part about that too though is it's like if you've never been in a bad situation you won't know that it is a bad situation so it's like experience does help, but I'm not saying that you should just go out early and put yourself in a bad situation to learn because no! <laughs> no. Because that's how trauma happens. That's how trauma happens. So yeah, it's basically just like, please kids, don't give yourself trauma just because you think it's going to be hot, you know? Like, like <laughs> don't, please don't, please don't. Just we're spe- like We're both speaking from experience, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just like, enjoy your cartoons. <laughs> enjoy your cartoons in your room. Enjoy your passy in your room. Enjoy those thinly veiled uh, fetishes in those cartoons in your room alone. But... Oh, man. Some of those early 60s cartoons, they had a lot of, like, there were a lot of furry awakenings. I just, I talked about that with my roommate where I was just like, we're like, so what were the awakening moments for you as a kid? My yeah. furry like, awakening moment was... Not even just furry, just like fetish. Oh, like... man. <laughs> I can't even think back to some of my fetish awakening moments. I know that my furry awakening moment was Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess really? with what? Wolf Link. Oh, because of the TF or something? Not or... the TF, because TF oh. is not one of my things. Oh, okay. I was just like, wow. Oh, furry furry basically and i was yeah. just like okay <laughs> okay and also minda was hot as fuck so minda always drove me crazy because she looked like she was like just barely not naked and also a child i'm talking about i'm talking about like the true form minda okay. at the end of the game yeah i just i always got mad about that though because she's definitely that like I'm a 600-year-old, 11-year-old trope. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Tell me about it. She's like, I'm a tiny little nymph that weighs about 30 pounds soaking wet. Also, no, I'm big talking, boobies. Big boobies. No, I'm talking about at the end of the game during the credits where she is just like seven-foot-tall mommy. I know what and you're just talking like, about. Yeah. Minda mommy. I know. Just everyone else in the fandom is like, 
tiny midna. And I'm like, no, no, that's weird. Don't do that. Just a wee bit, yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that, please. Don't do that. Do not. Do not. Okay. So, anyways, as we were saying, um, ABDL and age regression, I've seen it used for a lot of therapeutic reasons, and like we said a bit ago. Um, there's forever a, ago. Forever ago. There's a lot of talk about the... Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are you this, done? The serum is catching up to me, dude. I thought you were going to sneeze. I just go <laughs> and just hork all over oh, my cables. Why do we keep vomiting on the show? We don't vomit on the show. I know, show. but we keep fake vomiting on the show. <laughs> But as we were saying a bit ago, ABDL, I've seen used a lot to tackle what's what's been dubbed, like, the lost childhood situation. Yeah. Where it's just, like, and this is specifically, like, a very trans thing or in a situation where there was abuse and trauma growing up where you didn't have a childhood or if you're trans and you didn't and you were socialized incorrectly in the wrong childhood these are just and these are just examples you know just lost childhood can apply to a lot of different things oh yeah lost childhood has a thousand different applications but being able to from our experience though from our experience you're able to go back and re-experience and rehab that childhood in a lot of ways redevelop a lot of those like neural synapses that never got crossed and you can actually like develop and grow as a person going Mm -hmm. through like a second development stage in a lot of ways and it's really interesting and like again being able to hook up with and i don't mean sexually hook up with i just mean being oh that's not how sex sounds (laughs) (laughs) that's not how your sex sounds I mean, like, I wouldn't even want someone to eat me out like that. Ew. <laughs> Bad technique. What if what if Taint Boy ate your ass like that? I mm, no, no. There's no. a lot more tongue involved than ass eating. Not a lot of slurping. Oh, you think I don't know how ass is eaten? Oh, that's right. Well, you said you only got your ass eaten like once. More right? than once. Oh, I it was it, nice as hell though. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm fairly new to it. Anyway. Anyway. So like being able to hook up with. And not in a sexual way, again. It's just being able to connect with other people who, like, have also probably had similar traumas. And, like, being able to sit there next to each other and be like, oh, shit, I felt this way. Or I also experienced this horrible thing also. And wait, while it may not have been the exact same thing, it's still, like, so validating to be like, oh, shit, I'm not the only person in the world who got super fucked up like this. You know, yeah. Like, not only are you not alone, but it's also like, oh, God didn't choose me specifically for this suffering. Other people have shit too. You know, like yeah. it helps you like look at the world beyond just yourself. And I'm not saying that like traumatized people are selfish, but like it trauma makes you feel like God has literally specifically chosen you to suffer. Yeah. So like it that really is helps. how trauma feels. Yes. It's yeah. extremely isolating. And so being able to pop that bubble, especially like, I mean, in like a community, especially at somewhere like Capcom, or just in physical ways, too, being yeah. able to pop that bubble. Because I think that's one of the hardest things, especially to, like, tackle in um, uh, generic therapy. Or not not generic, but, you know, like, commercialized therapy where you're one-on-one with, like, a doctor or whatever. Is, like, that is not a physical thing, obviously. Even group therapy mm-hmm. can't really get that for you. But, mm-hmm. like... But, but sitting down and playing Legos with another little... <laughs> 
Right. And, I, and I'm not saying, like, regular therapy, like, paid for one-on-one therapy can be an amazing stepping stone to actually being able to, like, be a part of the BDSM uh, circle as well. And I vice versa. therapy. Right. I'm like, and vice versa. Some people need therapy to be able to step inside of the BDSM bubble. Some people have had BDSM help them realize that, oh, therapy isn't just for weak people. Because a lot of people with BDSM are therapy going through therapy. Therapy is for everyone. Right. And so, like, it can go both ways. And this is why I love this shit. Like, having your own communities so so great and so important because like isolating is like the number one way that you just end up wanting to die (laughs) yeah but going back to what you said yeah it's funny because you said you know like you have these light bulb moments when you're sitting down physically next to someone if i'm being honest my experience in abdl when you're sitting down next to someone usually the thought is wait a second how did this motherfucker get more legos dumped in front of them than me (laughs) what the fuck daddy Somebody, uh, one of my followers was cleaning out their Lego collection from, like, their past Dude. father. And I was just about to be like, give them to me, but then... Give them to me! But it was also, like, a very inappropriate moment to say that because, it's like, this was their father who had just recently passed. And so, Ooh, like, never so, mind. I know, so it was kind of like, I didn't want to be like, give me your fucking Legos. Give me your fucking they Legos. They buckets of these Legos. And Dude. I was just, like, so jealous. But again, I was just like, let them process. And I, maybe yeah. I'll get some Legos. Like, <laughs> I kind of want to go get my Lego bucket and just, like, shh. Run the mic for some like true like little Lego ASMR. ASMR yeah. yeah, Lego ASMR. If you if you think I haven't stuck a microphone in a bucket of Lego <sighs> before for one of my school projects, you'd be dead wrong. What I really want now is to do like a sound project of like the different Lego shapes. Like here are our ASMR for square Legos, and then here are the peg Legos in a bucket. Like you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they would each produce a different sound. It's like... true, they do. Here's a two by four, and here's a one by yes. three. And it's just like they all sound different. And here's a plate. Mods are asleep. Post illegal Lego building techniques <laughs> <laughs> yes, illegal I, lego building techniques they trigger my ocd and, see, I, like, and i'm I not using to do that to like build things oh my god kid. they squick me i just i always thought it was like oh if it can fit you know that it should if it work. fits it ships anywhere and, in the country yeah, for one low flat like, rate if these legos were made specifically for a purpose so if they fit together then clearly this was the purpose that they were meant for oh. so i just kind of like kept doing it <laughs> i use the term triggered very specifically i'm not using it as a joke because I do have... It di- does trigger a, like, fight-or-flight response in you. It and does. You're like, no! Because, because I have diagnosed OCD. And yeah. when I see illegal Lego building techniques, I actually get, like... Like, you get oh, upset. I get uneasy. Get I get upset. upset. I have to close the window. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm crying. <laughs> Fucking Lego builders are sending me out on hate. <laughs> Lego builders are sending me out on hate? Oh, That's a very specific no. reference that only three people in our friend group will get, but we're going to leave that in the show. No, the Anon hate thing is actually fairly, uh, it's a Tumblr thing. Uh, I'm, uh, duh. But, like, the specific, like, tonality we use. Anon hate? <laughs> I'm getting Anon hate? God, Man, Jesus I hope that gets Christ. clipped in, like, a jazzy soundboard one day. <laughs> Why just have to crop it out? Because we're being insensitive. Insensitive? I mean, it is a little, but... <laughs> I'm cry-typing? Oh, my God. Yeah, specifically, we're making fun of cry-typing, not people Which with Which I cry-type all the time. <laughs> Which, more specifically, this is getting into little space again. Um... When you're in little space, it, it manifests different in everyone. But one thing I've noticed a lot is for a lot of people, it regresses your headspace to the point where it's like you can have trouble walking, have trouble talking, have trouble like doing adult things. And you've seen me type 
when I'm in little space, You're I just like, like <laughs> I just key smash, and it's just like, it's just like you no, can... it's like. Have you seen that scene from the Spider Man with Andrew Garfield? No. You haven't seen Andrew Garfield Spider Man? I go on my way to avoid it. I'm sorry. Is it that bad for you? Like, is that the pizza time? Is that that one or is no, it the no, different that, one? No, no, that's the shitty one. Andrew oh, Garfield is gotcha. the is the kind of like sloppy gelled hair kid. Oh, the emo Spider Man. No. <laughs> What's or is that the different one? of emo Spider-Man? No, that's what he's referred to. Yeah, no, I know, but is emo Spider-Man the one in the third one where he does that? With no. his, like, shoulder lapels? Like, Sure. I, no, not that one. Not, okay. Not the crappy one where he looks like he's shitting his pants. The other <laughs> Spider-Man. Speaking of ABDO. No! He's a child! No, we just had this discussion. No kids in kink. No kids in kink. Oh, my no God. No minors in kink. Now I just forgot. Was, oh, no. Was Andrew like Garfield's Spider-Man. No, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was first figuring out his powers, and so he's trying to type into Google, like, his symptoms, but, like, his spidery sticky fingers act up right in the middle. <laughs> so, he's, so he's, like, spider bud. <laughs> so that's, like, you. Like, right in the middle of your sentence. You're, like, baby, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And it's just like you can like approximate what I'm trying to say. Kind but of. Sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I'm stroked out. Like <laughs> I'm like, please read this for me. Oh god. <laughs> what do your roommates think when they see me like baby typing? I honestly Because they roast me hard and it's hilarious. Well, have you messaged them baby typing? Because I don't Oh they've seen it. I've done it. I, like, in a I group don't like chat. go out of my way to like show off our like group chats because that's just weird no but i've like, done it in one of our like group chats before yeah i'm pretty sure they're just like what <laughs> oh, what god damn it jazzy's Everyone's little again kinda, like what with each other because we just kind of deal with each other <laughs> it's funny because in our friend group i'm the token baby fur yeah. i'm the token little not anymore though actually remember really well, no remember hijinks 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 hyena. <laughs> hyena i hope he knows that we're what calling him out baby <laughs> what a baby i know that was really funny we, we i'm talking about like our immediate like you me your roommates true, taint boy true. yeah taint like, boy taint boy i don't want to say his name until he comes on the show so he's taint boy until that day oh god i have a headache from wheezing just like <laughs> but okay all right let's wrap this up yeah okay yeah no we got shit to go to so that's basically what abdl is it's a lifestyle that involves age regression it can be very therapeutic for someone for for a multitude of reasons um the specific diaper thing could be like a comfort thing it could be a medical thing it could be all sorts of things overall it is very wholesome and a lot of people blow it way the fuck out of proportion so any any closing thoughts on our definition until we get until we get into these masterpiece questions oh god no uh i think we've very much covered it <laughs> along with a lot of the other in between rambling yeah so getting into the dear jazzy part of the dear jazzy podcast oh god this first question is good i'm excited anonymous asked in yahoo answers seven years ago health other health section my bf just told me he has abdl what does this mean? Explain everything. And there's no other details. So my boyfriend I, has ABDL. I, do you appreciate that it's implying that ABDL is an acronym for a disease? Uh, <laughs> Lars, I have to tell you something. I've been diagnosed with ABDL and it's stage five. <laughs> I, I have terminal. There are only four stages of cancer. <laughs> It's terminal. It's terminal. <laughs> I will die in 50 seconds. So, Diz Bitch. 
So I want to see what the answers are to this. He doesn't have a have. Okay, so the first, the favorite answer, he doesn't quote have ABDL. It isn't a disease. I can't explain everything because every ABDL is different. In general, it means that he likes and possibly enjoys using diapers. It could also mean that he likes being treated as an infant or small child. Also true. He could also enjoy eating baby food, ick, or drinking from a bottle. Hey, now, banana yes. baby food is the tits. Get off my podcast. <laughs> You're just, no. It's so good. No, it's not. It's disgusting. Oh, banana baby food is Baby so food good. is nasty. I said banana baby food specifically. <laughs> Continuing. He could also, like, baby toys sleep with a teddy bear, wear babyish clothing, and on and on and on. Um, I do all of these things except for the baby food because that shit's nasty. All right, but and then, I also really like the only response to this is, oh, God. Period. Alex, five years ago, says... <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! All lowercase with a period. So wait, was the original asker anonymous, or was it? The original asker is anonymous. Okay, because I thought that was the uh, that was the original questionnaire responding. Might be really fucking funny. And it's just like no, actually, I don't think it was. They responded two years later. Yeah, this is a very all-encompassing answer, and I really like this because it's just very like straightforward and blunt. It's like this is what it is. This is what it means. This is what they do. And also they end it with the only way to truly find out what it means is to have a long talk with him about it. That's good. Which is like, communication is key. That's it. Like, that's just it. Like, what do you mean? He told you this and you immediately go to Yahoo answers. Yeah. Instead of talking to him about it. Or like, Kuora. Or, or like, you know, why not going to your friends who, or, or Google? Like, any of these things could have been helpful. Yeah. Like, you know, talking to somebody who's not the internet. Oh, my God. There are a <laughs> lot of people in various ABDL forums that I'm a member of mm-hmm. where they just come in and the usernames are just, like, concerned girlfriend, one, two, three, four, oh, or concerned funny. boyfriend, 69, 420. And it's just, <laughs> like, they'll come in and they'll ask, like, Hey, um, my partner just told me about this and they gave me a link to this community. I'm here to ask questions. And all the responses. That's valid. It usually generates like 50 responses. It's just like, hey, welcome to the community, blah, blah, blah. Here's all these resources. Yeah. And it's like really wholesome. It was like, um, I can't even specifically remember the situation, but uh, someone that I followed on Instagram had a mother who got really, really, really pissed at them and messaged them and basically was like, I just found out that my son or something like i think it was like my daughter because they were trans man so they were misgendering oh of their, course so they were misgendering Naturally. their child and they said like you know my quote-unquote daughter is uh been following you and being poisoned oh, by, i've seen this yeah that yeah. and it was just like and the person you've poisoned my child child i'm gonna say child to avoid yeah i'm not going to i'm not going to continue the misgendering you poisoned right. my child blah 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 and the person who was getting yelled at did take some time to and i'm not saying that it's every trans person's responsibility to like take their time and explain these things and stuff but like but this I, person went above and beyond the call of duty yeah. went way far outside of what they were required to do Basically which is just like talked the mom down yeah and ended up giving the mother resources to help their son uh, you know, be the person they want to be, mm-hmm. and so like, and I just that really spoke to me too, just because it was like, it's like if everybody could just fucking do that, because like my my parents, I had to do that with my parents, like yeah. I had to be the one to talk my parents down, like I went in and out of the closet for like three years, mm-hmm. like gay, like first for being gay and then for being trans, so that was a whole mess. Oh yeah, but and you understand that because like, because I originally came out as gay because when I was. 
because when we were growing up as teenagers, trans was not a thing that was really mainstream. It's like it was a thing, but yeah, we both discovered it and we're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. we discovered <laughs> we discovered trans identities way down the line because we were both very protected yeah because when we were in high school <laughs> christians christians because <laughs> when we were in high school in the mid 2000s god we're fucking old when we were in high school in the 2000s like that is when that's before gay marriage was legalized in the united states i always forget that Oh, yeah. Insane. That was way before gay marriage was legalized. So. I just remember when it was legalized, it was literally like me and all my friends were like, damn, really? Finally? Shit. Like- it just like <laughs> happened one morning. Yeah. It was just like, boom, there it is. But like for a long time, the focus of the queer community was on was on gay relationships and gay marriage mm-hmm. and everything. And as soon as that passed, it's almost like a paradigm shift happens. Just like, whoop, now the focus is on trans stuff. Yeah. And then all the resources started overflowing about trans everything. I and that's when the thing a, now also is what's coming back. Cause this is the problem back in like the nineties too, is like the erasure of lesbianism. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm that's glad a thing. that's something that we're still talking about because it never needs to stop you it know. never needs to stop because the erasure of lesbianism is still happening to this day nothing pisses me off more than seeing like an entire booth of like lgbt plus crap and then like not any lesbian stuff but it's just like i'd be at cleveland pride and we'd be looking at the table and it's just like wow that's a lot of cis gay men uh where the fuck are all the trans people and lesbians like, god damn seriously just need a little variety for please fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that is a problem though. That's like a whole different problem. Is the whole like focus on like white cis gay men in like that's what the in, focus was in oh. queer spaces. But yeah, and again like the queer club that I always had. And again like and I only it it was not gay club growing up. It was always the queer club. For oh me. yeah. So like I do not use que- uh, queer to like offend anybody. That is the name of our community. It's a yeah. reclaimed term. We so, can use that. I mean you know some people disagree with it. It's fine. Like a lot of people in the southern states, I get still get called queer as a insult. As an insult. So that and a lot of old guard LGBTQ yes. plus people do not prefer the term. But no. But what I was saying yeah. is that queer club when I was a kid was very very focused on gay men oh yes so like oh yeah i didn't even know that lesbians were a thing until like a year after i'd actually been a part of the gay club which is fucking pathetic oh yeah like i thought it was just guys like i thought oh gay gay club is just guys you know because it's the gay club the queer yeah. club is just queer means gay right like <laughs> my first exposure to lgbtq almost anything was um like in 2009 or so when I first started doing my research online. Mm, yeah. And this is in the era, like I said, when it was still very predominantly like cis gay men. Mm. And one of the first resources I came on was just like all rainbows and like H- <laughs> HTML2. It looks like you're the man now, dog. Like a really old crappy GeoCities oh website. Yeah. It's just like, welcome to the gay page. And it's just like all like rainbows and sparkles like and shit. I feel like I remember this. Did the cursor have rainbow sparkles? Yes. Yeah. And the main page of the website had a full Excel spreadsheet of the gay hanky code. Yeah. So, yes. So I was just like. Holy shit. So, okay. So in order to be in the LGBTQ plus community, I, I have, have to, to wear, wear a bunch of like 17 handkerchiefs at the same time just be like i'm into all the butt stuff it's just like i had like 17 brands of butt stuff what oh my god that's a throwback to probably a lot of like the fresh 18 year olds and like the zoomer listeners that's a throwback to like the are you sure this piercing isn't in the gay ear type thing? Oh, God, like, the gay ear. The what gay an ear. era. The, so we're, we're probably really dating ourselves here. So good. But that is just like ancient gay culture, the hanky code. If you know what the hanky code is like us, 
you know. The thing about the Hagee Code is that, like, when we were in middle and high school, like, you know, I want to say, like, early high school, is that, like, it wasn't really even a thing. Like, we, yeah. knew, we knew about it as a joke it was happening, in middle school. It was but... happening in the gay clubs. It was not happening in our middle school. It was happening with the generation before us, and our generation knew it as, like, a... Uh, like it, it was a joke because it's like the type of thing where it's like you see a guy who had like just a handkerchief or like anything in his back pocket and you would immediately be like her, oh, her, her, what her. color was it oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like so it was like something yeah when we were dumb kids yeah it's like it before was... we knew that we were <gasps> oh no we like butt stuff gay. <laughs> oh they have oh the gay. no i'm sorry you've been diagnosed with the gay my boyfriend have abdl <laughs> but no but that's what i mean is that, like it was something insensitive that we were always joking about and now it's I mean, we don't use it anymore as far as I know. God, no, people don't do that. The last time I was at the gay bar, which was not too long ago, with my daddy, I saw a total of zero handkerchiefs. I was going to say, last time I was at the gay bar, they kept calling us, uh, me and my friends, guys, or girls, which is really annoying. Can I fucking shank them? It's like, I get it. I have a pretty non-binary appearance, but then, like, my other two friends are, like, fully bearded men. So I'm it's going like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Please like, don't tell me this was Twist. Um, it was. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I've been, so many guys hit, hit on me there. It's just like, here a twink. It's just like, I have titties. Well, to be fair, one of our, um, like, I don't know, like, one of the bartenders was just being kind of crappy anyway. The bartenders there are really crappy. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think it was just... Was it the one that looks like Brendan Urie? I don't... Oh, was he really tall and skinny? Really tall, really skinny, yeah, really twinky. Yeah, he was an uber dick. So, oh, yeah, like, no, he has... I just a, think he has an attitude problem, that's all. So it's not he, Yeah, no, fault. he like, has <laughs> capital T, capital A, the attitude. Yeah, and he thinks it's funny, but it's not cute at all. It's not cute. Just give me my goddamn drink. I know, but anyway, like... <laughs> continuing continuing but that's so funny story about the gay hanky code did you know that there's an entry for abdl in there oh really is yeah. it pink <laughs> <laughs> so the gay hanky code for abdl is a baby blanket with silk bordering what? yes what <laughs> yeah you have just a whole fucking baby blanket in your pocket no, no just like the type of fabric in like a little square like a hanky sized square oh that's funny yeah so it's the same size as a handkerchief but it's like the fleece with a silk border and that's how you signal that's how you used to dog whistle abdl that's funny just because it's like, so funny i have my baby blanket so it's like i do and too. It's just like i'm offended you will never cut up my baby blanket you know <laughs> yeah no and it's just like and it's not like their personal ones, obviously. I know, I'm just joking around. Yeah, no, because that that gives me like, I don't know, that gives me nightmares. I don't want to think about cutting oh, out mine. Sorry, we still have the Yahoo Answer screen up, and on the side it has other questions. Why does my at. body smell like mothballs? No, this one that says, should disabled people just stay locked inside and eat dirt? What? Okay, not feeding the troll any more than that, but like that. Yeah, that's just, a troll. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Dude, Yahoo Answers is a cesspool. Excuse me. It's not whether or not we should. It's whether or not we could stay inside and eat dirt. Like, are we allowed to stay inside you, and eat dirt? Are you kink-shaming me for staying inside and eating dirt? Fuck you. Fuck you. I'll stay inside this and eat dirt This is a kink-affirming podcast. God, no. God damn it. Now but yeah, being... no, that is the gay hanky code for ABDL is a baby blanket hanging out of your right and or left Um Pocket. pocket yeah because i know that the, because the, one of them the sides the side yeah. matter because it's like the right i'm pretty sure the right is sub the left is 
dumb, if I remember the hanky oh, code correctly. Oh, whatever. We don't have to remember it. We don't, we don't have use it. We don't use this anymore. Fuck it. So, yeah. Moving on. This person's boyfriend have ABDL. They're diagnosed with it. They're diagnosed with ABL, ABDL professionally, but it sounds like the cure is to just fucking talk to your boyfriend. Just fucking communicate. 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 Is like literally the simplest bit of advice, but it's also like the hardest thing for people to do. Yeah, is communicate. Like, speaking from experience also is that it's like, uh, what do you mean I can just tell people that I'm upset with them? What do you what? mean? I can tell people my feelings? What? Again, I think that also does come from an environment that expects you to take the burden of uh, the issues that you have with somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like if I tell someone that I'm upset with them, then I have to deal with them getting upset with me. And it's like, no, that's unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So... What about our actual... We do have an actual question. Yeah. What the about the actual ask that we got? We got an actual ask. The first actual Dear Jazzy letter of the Dear Jazzy podcast. Would you like to do the honors? Me? Oh, thank you so much. No it's... problem. So Anonymous writes, Dear Jazzy, I'm a new little and I want to come out to my friend who's been in the ABDL community for years. What do I do? That's a good question. Obviously, the initial response is, your friend has been in the community for years. They'll be understanding. However, yeah. it's not that easy because mm -hmm. anxiety is a thing. Mm -hmm. And I can really sympathize with this because I have a friend who has gay parents. Has, has been diagnosed with ABDL. Yes. Have <laughs> ABDL. No, I have a friend who has lesbian parents. They identify as lesbian but they were afraid to come out to their lesbian moms that's, as a lesbian. That's hilarious. What, do you know why? Like just Be Because anxiety is a thing, and coming out in any form is scary. Coming because... out as as different, or what is seen as different, yeah. even, even if you're in that, like, even if you're raised with two dads, two moms, whatever, like, yeah, I can see Coming how, out, it's still scary. It's like even if your environment is affirmative, you see what the rest of the world is saying. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And the analogy I'd like to use in engineering, because I'm a sound engineer, one of the oh. things, oh, one of the things we say, the most volatile, the most, the the time in which the most shit can go wrong, is the time in which you're turning something from off to on, is in the time from when a machine goes from one state to another. Yeah, it's just uh, it's that decision-making, like... Yeah, because it's like, am I going to fuck up? It. Am I going to blow all the tubes? And is something going to happen? Yes. So when you come out, your internal machine as a person is changing from one state to another. You're changing from in the closet to out of the closet. You're bearing your soul to someone. You're turning belly up. You're vulnerable. It's scary. Yeah, it is really scary. It's literally like... like there, there are other good analogies to make, too, where it's like, you're a beautiful butterfly metamorphosing and stuff to make it sound super cheesy. But, like... I just went for a goddamn Marshall amp. I know. <laughs> See, no, I'm just thinking about, like... Well, because, like, okay, from my perspective, also, it's just, like, the type of thing where it's, like, butterflies 
Oh, this is the coolest shit ever. It's so metal. Do this it. It's gonna make butterflies sound so metal. Do you want more Sierra Mist? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> the Tear Jersey Podcast is not sponsored by Sierra Mist. <laughs> it's just because they didn't have Sprite. <laughs> it's because it, it's because Donato's Pizza didn't have Sprite. We are also not sponsored by Donato's Pizza. We're also but not. Boy, we sure are fueled by it. But we, yeah, we are absolutely fueled by Donato's Pizza. Oh God, no. So like, so when butterflies go into metamorphosis, you know, everyone knows a little pupa. Everyone did a little metamorphosis uh, experiment in science class. Got the butterflies mail ordered. Yeah. So when they we go from caterpillar. To chrysalis, they literally liquefy into a DNA slurry inside of their uh, chrysalis, and so like that's just crazy because they come out as something completely different. But they still, even though they turn into a soup, they still have the memories and like experiences of their caterpillar self. They still remember all that shit. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm like dead ass. And because so, it's like retained in in your DNA almost, like because they literally become oh, a DNA sh- slurry. That's cool. Yeah, dude. I know. So that's really cool. And so like, but that's that, I don't know. I'm just making that comparison now to that because it's like when you are changing from one state into the other, you are insanely vulnerable. And yeah. it's like you're relying on the environment around you as to not butter- fuck you. To over. not fuck you up as the butterfly. That's why caterpillars choose very specific locations to turn into chrysalis because they know it's safe and they, you know. That's why Metapod only knows Harden in the Verdian hey! Forest. Got him. No, please no, but that's, that's what I'm saying though is that it's like your environment around you. It's like you know when people like I haven't got my top surgery. I've wanted to get top surgery for six years. And it's like, yes, I've been, I had been dating someone who was totally fine with me being trans, and so was the entire environment around me. But it's like sometimes you. I'm just, not okay with you being trans as a trans person. Fuck you. Eh. Off my podcast. <laughs> no, the fucking thing is though is that my environment was not good for me to make the decision to get top surgery, to have a mastectomy, and to recover. You know, to be in that vulnerable state. Yeah, so I've like, helped two of my trans men friends recover from a mastectomy. And it's brutal. It is like it's it it does go very quickly. Like it scars up very quickly because you know bodies are crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, you're you're good after a month, but that shit's brutal for a month. Exactly, and so that's what I mean is that it's like that your friend who was a lesbian who realized she was a lesbian and couldn't come out to her two lesbian parents are like you know sometimes you see the state of the environment around you and are kind of like ooh maybe not a good idea. Yeah, it does take a lot of like building your own. Uh, like I don't want to say I don't want to keep referencing a chrysalis, but you know, just like building, no, go your, for it. If that's, building your own yeah. cocoon around you in terms of like not isolating, but like having friends and having support group and like being able to know you're safe to do these things is what makes it so fucking hard, you know? Because it's like, oh, well, your parents are nice about it, you know? Like why why won't you like if you're a trans man, why won't you use the man's the men's bathroom in public, you know? Like shit hmm. like that. It's like that, that's really hard. Yeah. Like, because, like, you know, just because your man friends are fine with it doesn't mean that everyone in the world is going to be fine with it. Right. So it's, like, it's a lot of, like, reading moods and environments, and it's the st- most stressful thing ever. It's, like, never- That's why the bathroom is still fucking scary, even though I'm, like, three years into my transition and well, fully passing. I know. And it's, like, and you, but you telling me shit, like, people who have even asked for your ID. People have carded me in the bathroom. And it's, I'm like, like, what? It's, like, Karen, the only dick in this bathroom is <laughs> you. you. Like, seriously. But no, and again, and this all goes back to the thing where it's like, y- yes, you're a friend of the ABDL community, and like we're all assuming that it will go fine, but like from these exact stories that we're telling, that like sometimes it can go not so fine. Sometimes so, like, it can go not fine. And that's not to give this person anxiety about coming out about this at all. I'm just saying that like I do understand the I do the need to ask for advice. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's scary. It's totally and, legitimate. But yeah. Even though it's, it sounds like a surefire slam dunk home run, like <laughs> nothing could go wrong. 
the anxiety is valid. You're valid. You're valid as fuck. What is that rule? It's like anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Like no, we're not going to apply Murphy's Law. <laughs> Murphy's Law does not apply here. Murphy's Law applies to everybody, everyone in the queer community's life. This shit sucks. <laughs> every every queer person's life is the Murphy's Law enacted. But that's why we are so fucking strong. Because, like, everything that goes wrong. That's why wrong, we're so resilient. So many of us are still here. Life just poops on us, I know, queer like, people. I know, so many of us are still fucking here. And I think, so, I don't know. I really think this person should, you know, talk to their friend. Like, we've been talking about, like, communicating is extremely important. And what I kind of want to know, though, is that, like, I I hope or that there's not something that this person thinks uh, that their friend might do. You know? Like, I'm wondering if there's something that is, like, like holding them? them back. Yeah, I'm wondering if, oh. if there's something that's holding them back that they think their friend might do, like, in retaliation for this, even though their friend has been in the ABDL community. And that anonymous bird just came out to me as a little. Everyone tease them. I know, but it's just, like, yeah, I don't... Uh, and so I'm hoping that if there is something that this person thinks that might happen, that they could talk to their friend about it, or if that's not an option maybe do some looking inside of themselves and think that, you know, maybe this relationship isn't so great because if you're scared to come out with your friend, with, uh, to your friend about something that they're into, like, that, that might be a little hypocritical of them to make fun of you. Right. Yeah. And I want to expand on that. Yeah. I would recommend this person looks at their situation and say, like, am I nervous to talk to this friend in specific or am I nervous to talk about this at all? Yeah. Because if it's just, like, am I ner- if you don't feel anxious talking to another person, maybe that's a sign that this friend that you're going to come out to, you know, maybe would take a little you extra put, time to talk about. Yeah, but you if said you, it a lot better than I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you're anxious to talk about another person, then another person, and you keep thinking about people and you're still anxious, it sounds like you're just generally anxious about coming out in general. Yeah. And it's not a matter of who it is. It's a matter of just what it is. What it is. Yes. Oh. Oh, nice oh, one. Thanks, Burp chorus. Nice, bro. <laughs> hey, good answer that question, bro. Sierra um, Mist. Sponsored, answer sponsored by Sierra Mist. Anti-sponsored by Sierra Mist. And Donato's. Uh, and Donato's Pizza. But, like, this fucking... Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm, toasty. <laughs> what? I thought that was Subway. Or, no, Ow. that's Quiznos. I got Sierra Mist up so my you nose. Deserve. You just said Donato's, but we're quoting Quiznos slogans. Like, Quiznos what? is out of business. Wait, did Qu- Quiznos really close? I'm pretty sure they did. I bet it has, yeah. Just, yeah. There was one across the street from me like when I was growing up. But anyway. But, so, anyway. Speak, so, yeah, no, I do think this person needs to look at the situation as are they scared of this person or are they scared of what they're talking about? Right. So there's no straightforward answer to this aside from what the only thing we can give is like just communicate. Like, you know, just fucking do it. Rip that bandaid off. It's like, like, you are who you are. Be proud of that. Don't force it, though, because I will say from experience that, like, coming out about anything, and I know ABDL is not the same thing as coming out as LGBT, but it's You still, don't come out as furry. You don't come out as kinky. You don't come out as ABDL. I know. That's it's different. It's, like, that's so cringe, bro. How but, do I come out to my parents as a furry? Uh, <laughs> no, it's... it's <sighs> What words are I even going to go Lars, with? Lars, I'm a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That is not the answer. Bang! Bang! <laughs> <laughs> Noah, those aren't the lyrics. Bang! <laughs> it, yeah, no. And it's like not necessarily coming out in that sense, but it's like don't force yourself to like do things that you know are not 100% comfortable with because like anytime that I've ever tried to like 
tell myself, oh, you know, like, I'm feeling really terrible about this, like a terrible gut feeling, but then mm-hmm. I do it anyway, it's all, I always fuck it up, because it's like, just listen to your instincts, like, if you really, really don't feel like it's the time for you to come out and talk to people about this thing, like, if you don't think you're mentally ready, physically, whatever, don't do it, you know? <laughs> but if they're asking, I would argue, like, it's probably eating them up inside, and they need to get it out. Right, and I'm just saying, know? but, like, some people feel like, I know that some people feel pressured. That some they, people. Some people. No, some people do feel pressured in like when there are discussions or communities and things like that to like I know during the for example, during the Me Too movement, a lot of people felt pressure to come out about their abuse just because it was something that was going around. Yeah. So maybe this person might feel pressured because a lot of their other friends are into this thing, so they feel like maybe they're like cheating on who they are inside by like not coming out about it but it's totally okay to be private about maybe they want to play in the reindeer games yeah i mean maybe too like maybe they want to be a part of it but maybe like but also like they might also be feeling pressured uh to come out about it because everyone else is open about it and if they're not open about it then that makes them a pussy which is not true which is not true and and, i will repeat it's totally okay to be private about these things like you know well, obviously we're not very private about it but ha! like but like again like it's okay to like have trusted individuals like maybe three people that you want to tell about this but like you don't come out slowly right like you don't have, have to like your make circle. a huge announcement or anything yeah. like that like it's totally fucking fine like it's like i'm out to some of my vanilla friends yeah and like my everyday like my high school friends as an abdl yeah like some of like like, <laughs> like hardly some of anybody ma- knows that i'm really into bdsm until they until i like post a picture of my bruised ass or something they're like whoa which i gotta say is magical i know right it's like so it's like i'm nice ass even better bruised (laughs) thank you you're welcome i've seen it's like i'm not like insanely public about it but like i'm also i'm not i want to say i'm private in the sense that it's like i know when there's a time and a place you know Mm -hmm. like some people just aren't comfortable with it and i'm totally fine not everyone's into abdl not everyone's into spanking whatever i'll tell some people are wrong it's okay i will tell Some people aren't into spanking. Some people are wrong. Moving on. Moving on. But I'm just saying, <laughs> no, like, I, it's I'm totally... Jo- I kid. I, I know. <laughs> but it's, like, it's totally okay to, like, have, like, you know, a few friends that you're totally comfortable with this. Like, not everyone needs to fucking know that you're into diapers or whatever. Not, not everyone, everyone needs, needs to, know. to know that I wet the bed at 24. It's totally okay for not everyone to know. And if somebody wants to come and, like, expose you and make fun of you, then they're not your friend in the first place. Oh, my God, As yeah. much as that sucks, they're not your friend. Like, not your friend. I think we pretty thoroughly uh, destroyed that answer but <laughs> we knocked that answer out of the park I high five so. bro yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah no true facts i actually am out to like some of my high school friends and they've like seen my like massive diaper stash <laughs> they're like wow that's really cute that's really cool let's play smash brothers i know like, i'm just like wow that's my least favorite fucking game let's do it <laughs> i'm also really bad at smash all the smash games Oh my but, god, smash. Smirch. Smirch. But yeah, I, I hope that whoever this person is, they have a good life if we don't ever hear from them again. So Yes. Anonymous for four twenty sixty nine. I hope everything goes well for you. That's not what it says. <laughs> this is I, I'm assigning anonymous asker an anonymous name. Anonymous four twenty sixty nine. Anonymous furry four twenty sixty nine. I hope everything goes well for you. We really do. Yeah. We we joking aside. You've got this. Mm-hmm. We believe in you. That shit, I mean, like, no shit is easy to come out with, especially in any type of taboo situation. So, Especially in any type of taboo situation. Yeah. yeah. But, so, again. If you have <laughs> any more questions or about ABDL, about kink, any questions at all, you can send those in to dearjazzypodcast at gmail.com, and you can find all the links to the show 
um, at oddswithgod.com. And I realized that when we chose a name for our production company, we probably should have thought through because we had to say, check us out online at at oddswithgod.com. I will Because to be, to be clear. At, at, wait, on, or no. Check us out online at oddswithgod.com because the word at is part of the URL. Maybe we could just do, oh man, that is really it's, annoying. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we should have thought about that before we registered the I domain. Just because like at was not really a thing, you know, it was always yeah. just like .com or whatever, but like ats are now like an at Twitter username or something like that. So like yeah. that totally fucks it up, doesn't it? Oh, we could say our production company is at oddswithgod.com. Oh, okay, that works. Or our yeah. website is. Our website is at oddswithgod.com. There you, can, you go. There we go. There we you go. can check out all the links to the show. You can check out um, where to send in questions to us. We have a curious cat. We link. have a curious cat. Uh, that's going to be on my personal link tree that is on the website. Um, we'll get better at this. We'll get better at this. Your link tree is on the website. Everything is on our website, including our eventual Twitch stream. Which I'll be mostly hosting. Yeah, which is going to be like your baby. The podcast is my baby. I'll be the live streamer. That's my mostly posting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like mostly hosting. Mostly hosting. We're going to be playing lots of GameCube games. And lots of really old shitty GameCube games that I'll be yelling at. Oh my god, we're going to have so much fun with that. Alright, so just but to reiterate, uh, you can find us where again? Our website is at oddswithgod.com and this wraps up the third episode and you do you know what that means, Z? We're gonna release these soon. Yes. Now that the first three episodes no! are oh, now that the first three episodes are done, we haven't we haven't know because we wanted to record three episodes to launch all three on release day. So maybe even four. Maybe even four. Oh, don't get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't get crazy. But if you listen through this from first from the first episode to this third one, thank you so much for sticking around. You were gonna say from first to last. From you? first to last. <laughs> Such a good band. I love that band. My boyfriend hates from first to it's last. It's valid, that's okay. No, it's not valid. Skrillex was in from first to last before he was Skrillex. I love that band. Poor thank you funny. for sticking around to episode three. We hope you like the show. We hope you stick around for more. Uh we are on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Podbean. Um <laughs> Podbean. Podbean. <laughs> yes, we are. Any closing thoughts? Uh, well, I'm Z, and you can find all of my work on Twitter at Discrot, and that's D-I-S-C underscore, <laughs> and I say it right, R-O-T at Twitter.com. Or your link tree. My link tree. Which is, is on. It's just also linked online. On our website. On our website at oddswithgod.com. If we keep saying it, people are going to go to it. Yep. Yep. That's how it works. That's how it works. I am Jasmine Starshine. I'm Z. Thank you for joining us once again. We will see you next time. Woo!